Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Angel Connection, a weekly show about all things angelic with your host, international healer and author, C.J. Martins. all my angel friends out there, this is C.J. Martis, and you're listening to the Angel Connection Show on Friday, November 16th. I'm really excited about this show. A uh, long-term person that I've known for quite some time um, in my other life doing web development, um, Mary Seif, uh is going to be joining me here in just a few to discuss the power and energy of belief. Uh, and she co-authored a book on the energy of belief that has these wonderful tools, which we're actually going to be able to demonstrate uh, during the show. So I'm excited to have her here to share some real valuable information with all of you this evening. I'll take callers with topic-based questions or comments, so you feel free to call in at one eight seven seven two nine six zero three four five. Well, you know, TGIF, guys, I know uh, a lot of you, I've heard some feedback, been a little bit of a crazy week for everybody, and so I hope that uh, hope that uh, things will uh, be very peaceful for your weekend here, and, and thank you for joining me uh, to spend a little time as you head into the weekend. I always start with prayer requests, and I actually got an urgent prayer request right before the show, so I want to ask that we pray for Anne B. Mayo the mother of Barry Mayo, one of uh, a friend of mine's oldest and dearest friends. Uh, she had a knee replacement surgery in recent weeks, but uh, has some complications, so now she's got pneumonia. And so, it, interestingly enough, they asked that everybody join in prayer about 15 minutes ago, so we're not too far off track there. Um, but let's just ask that for uh, the Creator to please heal and of her pneumonia, remove the fluid from her lungs, return her to perfect health, and ask for protection for her children, Barry and Iris, during this challenging time, and just surround them with your loving white light. So I ask all of you to to see her well and um, her children comforted during this difficult time. Well, each week, guys, you know, I always go look for this inspiring story. And actually, though it's a visual thing, too, and I'll post that to the show page after the show is over, <clears throat> but first of all, there's this uh, terrible accident that occurs in this neighborhood, an SUV, basically, and it gets all caught on film, actually, goes straight through a stop sign, causes the collision of three other SUVs that literally just sort of end over end, just get demolished and it's a hit and run actually this person just sort of takes off and so if you see the video then you'll know there had to be angels involved that everybody gets basically just a few scratches from this accident but my inspiring story is about a, a gentleman named Chico and his wife uh, and this was in Milwaukee they were watching uh, television when this crash occurred and so all the neighbors and, and himself they rush outside and um, so this gentleman, Chico, starts looking to see who he can help, and he keeps hearing this young girl crying. And so he literally climbs into the wreckage, even though you can smell gasoline, and everybody's just like, it's going to blow, it's going to blow. And he goes in um, 
to uh, help uh, help her. And he says to hear, you know, a baby crying like that just really uh, breaks your heart. So he frees her. Uh, her mother was unconscious, uh, having been knocked out by that. And and what he said was he was telling her in Spanish, yeah, mamita, don't worry. I'm not going to leave here without you. And he was just a very sweet uh, older gentleman. And like I said, amazingly, everyone involved uh, in the crash escaped with minor injuries. And then this Good Samaritan had surveillance. I guess it must not have been a very good neighborhood. Um, but they actually found the car, uh, the person that had ran that, because of his surveillance video, caught everything on tape. So I want to send out happy thoughts to um, that neighborhood, you know, everybody working together to help people in their time of need. I always find that very inspiring. Okay. Without further ado here, we got to get to the angel message because I know everybody's waiting for this every week, as well as I am, and I know I'm the one that reads it every week, but I never know kind of what they're going to say till the afternoon of, so here we go, guys. Dear ones, these upcoming two weeks will be a time of calmer waters to navigate through which may be a very welcome break for many of you that have been very sensitive to these shifting energies. So there will be less stress being caused by external energetic forces, and you may find that flowing in the moment is a lot easier. While the chaotic energies have softened, there's a tremendous support for deeper healing being infused into the world right now. And this support should be fully utilized as much as you can. The higher vibration emerging in the world during this important time naturally will raise the intensity of your own unique frequency. Anything negative under the surface subconsciously will arise in order to be seen and healed. This is actually an inherent process for human beings. Your energy will always entrain or rise to match that higher frequency. You may find that you really enjoy the peak experience of connectedness that comes from these higher vibrations but find that the healing that emerges often next is unpleasant. Try not to judge yourself during such phases of acceleration that are sure to be followed by deeper healing processes. It is, in, it is normal for the cycle of inner growth to follow this type of flow. Divine energies will continue now to support more deeply rooted fears to arise, especially as you approach the end of this year. It's important to be open to see those areas that are revealed to you through the events in your life or are mirrored by others in your life. You must understand that having fear is not something that you should have an aversion to, but rather to accept this part of the human experience. Even those who appear fearless have fear. It is truly what you choose to do with in the face of your fear that matters. What makes the biggest difference in navigating fear is to see the fear, accept it, and choose to move forward anyway. Whatever emotional issues that arise for you over the next couple of weeks, it's in quite important not to blame others for them. In order to heal, you must be accountable for your own issues and focused on your own needs so that you don't miss these valuable opportunities for greater understanding and healing. We wish also to speak this week about the core issue of unworthiness. At the root of many deep-seated issues lies the subconscious issue of being unworthy, which works against your personal goals. Take time to contemplate this issue inside of yourself now. Even if you consciously affirm that you are worthy of greater abundance in your life, such as more happiness and joy, a better job, deeper relationships, and so forth, unworthiness is what happens to cause them not to manifest as you consciously feel they should. To see your personal issues with unworthiness, ask yourself some basic questions. Am I able to take a compliment from others in my life? 
Can I even see in myself the wonderful attributes that others can see and often affirm? The next time you receive a compliment from another, really pay attention to your initial reaction and how your body feels. Do you get antsy and uncomfortable? Do you change the subject? Do you feel like you must immediately affirm the person who gave the compliment to you? There are often many ways that you unknowingly negate your own feeling of worthiness. Know that we are sending our collective love this week to encourage you to stay on the current healing path that you are on. The only way to have more of what you seek is to do this deep inner work, and the only way to become free of your emotional suffering is to walk that path. Before we close our message today, we want to acknowledge and celebrate the courage you have already shown facing your old pain and trauma. We wish to also affirm that you already have all the wisdom inside you to continue this process of uncovering your authentic self. Don't forget to play more to offset all that hard interpersonal work you are doing. Call upon us at any time, and we shall be right beside you. Until next time, dear ones, we are the Seraphim. So there you heard it. It's okay to be afraid, and it's okay to really look at some of these deeper issues. And so the guest that I have for you guys this evening, I'm going to be talking about the power and energy of belief. And when, uh, before I bring Mary on, you know, we were talking actually earlier today and we were really talking about this. Uh, so I'm not surprised it appears in the angel message today. Well, Mary Sice is a licensed clinical social worker and diplomat in comprehensive energy psychology with a private practice in the Albany, New York area. In addition to being uh, traditionally trained, she integrates energy therapies into her work and has trained hundreds of therapists in these methods. Mary is a co-author of the the book, The Energy of Belief, Psychology's Power Tools to Focus Intention and Release Blocking Beliefs. She is also a student of Her Holiness uh, Samai and and teaches programs for her on the spiritual dimension of health and healing. So, yes, powerful lady, and I'm excited to have her on. Welcome to the Angel Connection, Mary. Hi, CJ. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm I'm excited to have you on the show. I think that this, mm-hmm. this topic, as each person is really kind of being shook up, obviously, to do some mm-hmm. deeper healing as the angels are mm-hmm. often trying to help people navigate. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to uh, really start just sharing a little bit uh, about yourself and your background for the listeners. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I just spoke. I'm a licensed social worker. I'm in Albany, New York area. And so for years I did traditional social work. I'm very well trained. And about 15, 20 years ago I stumbled into a new field of psychotherapy called energy psychology. And by energy psychology I mean that we use the energy systems of the body. That would be the meridians, the chakras, your aura, the biofield. It's for psychological problems. So it's a new field. It's really actually not as new anymore, but it's a new integration of energy and psychotherapy. And from that point, it just really opened a whole new world for me, this world of energy and what is energy and and why, you know, how does energy manifest in our lives? How does it impact everything? And I've come to totally understand that everything's energy and um so it's just it's a it's a new way of being a therapist and it's pretty awesome. The neat thing about energy psychology is that many of our techniques can be taught to the general public quite easily 
and help you to release these energies of, and we can just take unworthiness today and play with that one, since that's what seems to be the predominant one that uh, they're working with um, us during this time. We can just play with that, but it's an energy of unworthiness that we've had for probably eons and eons. And um, so it's more than just kind of talking about what's wrong or, oh, yes, I know I'm unworthy or, or this or that. It's actually feeling that energy and then using what we can use today is something called touch and breathe, which is where we would touch on meridian points on your own body and do a series of eye movements and release that unworthy energy with our intention and also with activating the energy system. So that's kind of what I do. The, the energy psychology techniques are phenomenal for PTSD, for people who have been in traumas. Uh, we can integrate split-off aspects of consciousness. I mean, just, just and then you can use them for that all the way up to your golf game and improving your, you know, your math scores or your test-taking to put you in the zone. Really removing anything that gets in the way of the truth of who you really are, which is, of course, divinity. So Absolutely. That's what I, I do. think... And I think that, you know, seeing things like energy psychology emerge, you know, uh, definitely speaks to more uh, movement toward, you know, treating the whole person. We are certainly all about energy. We have an energy field. Our thoughts have energy. We're really just these big energetic beings, you know, that have all of these uh, different frequencies. So I'm excited to talk about, uh, you know, those techniques and things as we go through the show here. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, let's let's talk about, you know, we're talking about belief, and certainly mm-hmm. our beliefs create, you know, our reality. Mm-hmm. But I kind of yeah. like to kind of like to start start there. What would you uh, speak to that about how our okay. how our beliefs create right. our reality? Well, beliefs definitely create reality, and everybody loves that sentence, especially if you're creating some good stuff. And it really right. annoys the living daylights out of you when your life's in mess, <laughs> and you know, like you know, and you want to just shoot everybody else that's having a good life and blame them for why your life's a mess. But what you have to, what you have to realize is it's one of the things that I think is very freeing is to understand that most of your beliefs are in by the time you're seven about whether or not the world's a safe place about whether or not you're a fat lard, about whether or not money, there's enough abundance on the planet, you know, who do you think you are, blah, blah, blah. Most, because of the way we are uh, in these uh, brains and bodies that we have, um, one of the kind of neat things to understand is when you're a child under the age of seven, your mind is in your brain, you're primarily in a theta state, which is a very programmable state. For example, if you know how to do hypnosis, you would put someone in a theta state and, you know, you could put a dime on them and tell them it's a hot coal and the body will actually blister. So it's a very programmable state of mind. And so anything people say to you goes in like a program, like this must be true or things, you know, conclusions you make about the world. So most of our beliefs are in there by seven, which means your siblings programmed you, your family situation, your birth order programs you, whether or not you're, you know, just by the fact that your older brother can tie a shoe and you can't, you're stupid, uh, you're not measuring up. Uh, uh, so there's, And then the other way we get beliefs, um, oftentimes they come down on the family's, uh, what they call the morphogenic field, the energy field of the family or in your DNA, some things are stored in there too. 
about whether or not, like I'm Irish, so, you know, like our reward's in heaven. That's just an Irish belief, you know. Uh, Italians might be loyalty. You don't go against the family, you know. You don't be disloyal. Betrayal is a big thing. So we have that. And then the third big way is in a trauma, because oftentimes in a trauma, you're in a theta state, and so something that your abuser or that you learned in a trauma gets programmed in there. So that's, things are in your mind in a theta state. So then we grow up and we go to school or we go to therapy or we read 8 million self-help books and we try to talk our way out of our beliefs. And bottom line is it doesn't really work because when you're thinking and talking, you're more in an alpha-beta state. And that's not where the problem is. So we have these beliefs. We have these ways of being programmed. And... um so the first thing is to just recognize when you're creating something lousy, it's because you have a belief, and we can just even take unworthiness, that you don't deserve or there's lack or limitation or it's selfish to act for some, ask for something. Somewhere in your field, in your energy field, you have that energy, okay? And it's not your fault. It's not a big deal. The good news is you can shift it now once you become aware of it and stop pretending you don't have it. And then once you one one of the things is to activate one of the ways is to activate the meridian system and shift the belief and that and that's kind of how it works so everything's energy your beliefs are all energy and you're a mixture of beliefs you might send out a signal that you're competent but you also have a usually a child part of you that sends out a signal that you're an idiot or you don't know anything or you're a phony you're fake and so you have two signals going out. And the outside world is a mirror of that. If you really right. want to know what you believe, look at your life because that'll give it to you. Does that make sense? I think that's a great way to explain it. What I'm actually reeling, and I bet some of the listeners are, is that most of our those core beliefs before the age of seven. Yeah, isn't that scary? Isn't that awful? That, <laughs> that is what it kind of is, and I understand. I mean, we're screwed. Like, like, yeah, <laughs> we're kind of, we're kind of oh really God. guts. God, oh my gosh, you know, before exactly. the, yeah. most of my I great trauma I happened be, at five, you know. I, I, I sometimes think, you know, I should be paying for my sister's therapy, you know, after all the things I told her about her when she was growing up, you know. Oh, no. The way I programmed her, like, nobody wants you, you're adopted, you should be adopted. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's awful, it's awful. Yeah. Or, what, you know, or like, for example, if dad leaves or if there's some trauma, that's what programs you. Men don't stay or... Um, and, and even though you go to you, you try to rationalize and you tell yourself you're a great person and blah blah blah, still in there is that energy. Mm-hmm. The good news is we can shift it now. That's the only good news we got, so we don't have to be depressed about it. But you really have to look at okay, what like for example, if you're doing your money issues, which everybody has, <clears throat> what did I learn under the age of seven about money and abundance? And then you can make a whole list of them, and then you just start working on them and clearing them. And then you can program in the belief you wish you had or the belief that you would tell your child now, which is usually what we wish we had. Well, I think what's so interesting, and, and maybe what you're speaking to, too, having these very deep beliefs at the age of seven, what I've seen over the last couple of years, because obviously energy in our world is shifting dramatically, mm-hmm. people are kind of waking up to their authentic self, obviously there's a lot of work to do for those deep-seated mm-hmm. beliefs, 
But what's interesting is I found that some of those root things require what we consider to be more inner child work, talking to the child part of ourselves, which goes mm-hmm. right along with what you're saying. That's been mm-hmm. my experience. Yes. Some of those. yes, because you'd have to pick up the child, but not just talk to her. More you have to feel the energy that she's carrying, the unworthiness, right. the shame, the unlovability, the whatever, I'm not good enough, whatever that is. Feel it, and then you. And then at this point sometimes what I'll do is either I can use touch and breathe on it or anything really, or take the child and bring her into your heart. And then right. at all healing is bringing a higher frequency into a lower frequency. Higher frequency always wins. So you bring that higher frequency energy into a lower frequency condition, and it dissolves. But what happens is most people won't go, they won't admit, or they try to out-talk the child or whatever. Good luck. It doesn't work. Or they try to put the child back in the closet. No, no, I'm blah, blah, blah. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You have to embrace the child, love the child, feel the otherwise, shame. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you don't go back to that and you don't feel that, mm-hmm. then like you said, you're sending out one signal out into the external world and you've got the other energy underneath. We're, we're not going to exactly. get that far and that, we... and that that energy pulses out and brings to you all the lousy stuff. That's, and that's energy law. The other thing people have to understand about energy law uh, is it's not arbitrary. It's kind of it's not a stop sign. You know, you can run a stop sign and sometimes not get caught or a red light. That's that's a that's a human law. Energy law is gravity. You jump off the building. It does not matter if you have a nice outfit on. If you're the nicest person on the planet, you're going down. It doesn't matter how rich you are, how poor you are, you're going down. Energy law is exactly the same. It's the same for everyone. If you send out a, an energy of unworthiness and it's in your field, by energy law, you will bring something to mirror it. It's law. So right. don't blame yourself. Don't guilt trip yourself. Just recognize when you're creating a mess. Oh, man, look what I just created. It's okay. Let me find the aspect of me who has a belief that matches what I've just created for myself. And let me heal that. And that's really... You know, when we're talking about doing the work, you got that we have we have to do that. We have, and to me, you know, over time, getting lighter, like you're suggesting about the whole process. Well, it is what it is, right? It, it, we exactly. have it, it, it's part of the human has, condition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Part of being human. Human. Uh, Saima has taught us this is the gift of being with Saima. You know what's interesting? Uh, Ma said that Earth is the only planet in our universe that has duality that has dark and light. Next time I think we ought to drop in on Venus. But bottom line is, Earth has this duality, and we chose to play here. And and that's just part of the Earth experience, that you will have duality in your field. Because for eons, you have played here. And it's the duality that helps you believe uh, that you're separate. So you can enjoy, well, enjoy is like a loose word here, but being on Earth, being in the duality. You see? So it's just part of being human. Now, the duality is over. It's coming to an end. If It's it's already ended, actually. This is kind of the memory of the memory of the memory. But uh-huh. it's over. So it's a time for us all to go back to being a, be, a knowing ourselves as completely as light. 
But that means we got to, like, look in our closets. It's kind of like you got to clean your closets out versus pretend right. you don't have them. Well, I always kind of look at it, you know, it's like all of us want to fly. We want to be free. But if you're carrying a big bucket of rocks and you're... You know, then you're not going to get very far off the ground, right? Exactly, exactly. And this is also the time of moving into the fifth dimension and moving into light with a third-dimensional body. Right. It's bringing bringing the matter into divinity. Mm -hmm. I like the way you said that. Yeah. That feels good, doesn't it? We're bringing matter into divinity. And we chose to be here. We chose to be here. I know That's I did. Cool about it. Yeah, there, we, everybody there did. It's, times, it's very hard to get here. Yeah, <laughs> and and then it's yeah. you know, and then you're like, I know I chose to be here, but of course things in life happen and go. Why did I choose to be here? Yeah, what was <laughs> I thinking, man? Next time I'm gonna read the fine print. But that's okay. But, we but I find that so interesting that that she said that. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, we really are a unique experiment. We that. are, and that's why a lot of the beings of light are coming to see what we're up to because, this, I mean, a third-dimensional planet of dark and light is now going to move to fifth dimension to, to only be light. That's why Mother Earth is assisting us in the process. That's what she's saying. Enough of this show. Plays over. Curtain's closing. The planet is, well, sir, is not going away. I mean, that's silly. The planet is just moving from third to fifth dimension where it will only be love and peace and joy, everything we're longing for, everything we already are. It, it well, is yeah. almost like we, we got down here and kind of forgot who we were, didn't we? We totally did. Over-identification <laughs> 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 with the duality and being human Over and the all. identification with the show. It's like little kids that were in a play, and they really think they're the villain or the bad guy, or they really think they're, you know... The you know Glinda the Good Witch, get over yourself. You're you, we're all good. We just got caught in the show. That's all. The show's over. Mother Earth is closing down the show. <laughs> it's like okay, <laughs> no intermission. Just just Everybody the, gets just the end of the show. <laughs> Everybody gets to go home for dinner, and some people are going home a little before others in terms of saying, "I'm not the villain. I'm okay," and healing whatever thing. And we played it all. Sometimes I tell Joe, I, I say things, you know, people when they do past lives think, I always love them. I always say, how how come everybody's always like Joan of Arc? Nobody ever does a past life and finds out they were the guy that lit the match. Like, do you ever hear anybody who lit the match? You know? <laughs> no. <laughs> I have always like, I was Joan of Arc. I was blah, 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 you know. Hello, we played it all, you know. So, this, you know, it just is what it is. It's a show, and the show's over, and everyone is light. That's the Absolutely. Truth. Now, mm-hmm. I have a question for you that mm-hmm. kind of popped up as we get more into uh, the, the tab and, and discussing these mm-hmm. tools that are in the book. What is the difference then, uh, you know, We've talked about connecting with our inner child, you know, and getting into the the feelings. And so, obviously, we have an emotional energy. Now, is that different than the other energy accessed using the method or a different aspect, or is that really the same thing? Uh, I don't know if I understand the question, but the way I look at it is so you you can't just go there on a mental, like, oh, I am unworthy you know, with no energy to it. There's no energy in that statement. Right. Versus when we okay. connect with the emotion with it 
and it's, and we feel where our body is storing the energy of it. Now you're more into it. And then when you activate the energy system by uh, using the meridians and some eye movements, um, then it will shift. If it's so just like a mental game, it's just right. it's just it's just okay. blah blah. You know, I mean, it just you know it doesn't get anything because you're not really connecting with the child part that's there holding the energy. The child fragments a little bit out, and so you don't have to feel it, so you can get up the next day and face whatever you have to face. So now what you have to do is go back and get the child and and release the energy the child's holding and bring the child to the light. You know, whether it's unworthiness, whether it's shame, whether it's, you know, whatever frequency it is, it doesn't matter. Some frequencies are lower. Anger, rage, rage is a big one that a lot of people are holding about what happened to them, but they don't want to show it because they don't want to be like they're, they're the angry person in their home or they think it's not spiritual or they're blah, blah. And then what happens is they keep bringing situations to them that to tri- to show them that they're they have rage in their system, in their field. But then they keep trying to put it in the closet because, you know, they're spiritual. That never works for long. It doesn't work very well, does it? No, no, it can't. Before before we get into uh, the the tool and mm-hmm. and that part, and I understand we do have somebody in the queue that that has yeah. a comment for us, so we'll bring them on here in a moment. But mm-hmm. can you explain to listeners what what the meridians are? I mean, not specifically, but just mm-hmm. briefly about what our meridian system really is. Because mm-hmm. I know every a lot of people know what chakras are, uh-huh. you know, our aura. But what's the what is the meridian of the body? There, okay. what, what is that? So your body has an energy transportation system and a way to move the energy through the body. In okay. the uh, more Hindu Indian tradition, they they will speak of the chakras. They're like power centers, you know. You have mostly most people know about the seven chakras. In the Chinese system, they uh, have a system called the meridians, and there's really just one meridian, but they call it different things based on the organ it goes through. So you'll have gallbladder meridian, or lung meridian, or liver meridian. The Chinese also, and by the way, this is like five thousand years old. It really isn't new age, but they mapped a system of of energy like that, this like transportation system, and and a whole way of looking at health based on this energy that's supposed to flow through the meridians. They also mapped meridians with emotions. So, um, uh, for example, in the Chinese system, uh, gallbladder and liver have to do with anger and rage. Okay, Stomach spleen is more like anxiety, fear, worry. That would be on those meridians. Uh, and most of us know like when we're worried, we feel it in our stomach. That makes sense to us. You know, so different things go, bladder would be um, sadness. So what happens is you ta- there's um, beginning and end points of the meridian. Even it, there, Again, there's only one meridian, but of the how they've mapped them, that if you think of what you're upset about and you tap that meridian, there's something about that, and the exact mechanism hasn't been proven how it, how it works, but there's something about that that just releases uh the the disturbance in the body and helps the energy to dissipate and we don't really know how it works the other thing we do is a series of eye movements now the eyes are the part of your brain on the outside and so um there's something about when you, you close your eyes you open them you look down one way and then another way and uh, then you roll them around and you hum count and hum now that's the 
funny part, but humming will put you in the right hemisphere, counting the left and humming the right again. So you go through this like routine with it, which is really simple and we can do it with your audience, and then you kind of click back into this feeling of unworthiness, which I think we had to work on today since that's what the angels have kind of directed us to do. And um, you notice, is it more intense, is it less intense, or is it the same? And then once you release, you get it down to where it's at a zero, then the whole belief shifts because the unworthiness energy has been released in it. So it doesn't stick. Wow. Yeah, that's how it works. Now, oh, that's how the meridians work. Who knows? Pardon? Yeah. Well, our uh, yeah. So, is the meridian system what the they use for like acupuncture? Yes, that would be what the they would use the meridian system, and they can tell by your pulse, your tongue. They have different ways of of figuring right. out which meridian needs treatment, and then they would put needles. The Chinese uh, acupuncturists would put needles in the meridians. But what well, we I do have... is we just tap them, or right. we touch them and take a deep breath at them. That's what my method is in the book. But you could tap it also. It's the same thing. Okay, well, um, I understand Jay's been waiting, so why don't we bring him okay. on and see what mm-hmm. he has to say with us before we continue. Hello, Jay. Welcome to the Angel Connection. Hey, thank you very much. Thank you for calling. What can we do for you? The comment that you have about tonight's show? Well, sort of a good comment, but I have a question, actually, for you guys. Okay. Um, hello. Um, my question is that... Um, how come we have to go backwards in time, as in to our between you know what happened between zero and seven years old, and and do whatever to release that stuff that's causing us whatever to create because of those things that are that are our belief systems and things like that. When in the first place, why can our parents raise us? Maybe according to a, a certain book that says, you know, if you raise your kids between zero and seven, and you. <laughs> You tell them this and that, they're going to remember it. And you know what you're going to do? When they're about 40 years old, they're going to say, guess what What happened when you're between this and this and the time? And you go like, okay, I blame you, and i got to forgive you, and i got to do all this and stuff. It's like kind of a waste of time, I think. You know? Yeah. I agree well, with you, that there should be yeah. a book that teaches parents how to raise kids. And frankly, I wish I had it when my kids were little. But what happens with energy is that, that you know, you're – Parents have strengths and weaknesses, and so they, you know, they're all doing the best they can do, and their energy gets put onto you also, um, which is a whole other way you can release things um, by giving them back the energy that's theirs that you took, like the unworthiness or the, or whatever. So it's a combination of things. I wish we could do it without having to go back, and maybe there's a way we can. I just haven't figured it out yet. But for now, all I know is that this way works, and it's, it's one of the fastest ways. Um, the other thing I also like about doing it this way is for many people it's less blaming when they realize it's just a child part of them that got confused. You know, it's not because they're stupid that they believe this or they should know better or blah, blah, blah. It's like there's just a little kid part of you that just got some lousy programming like a computer. So let's go fix it. You know, no big – you don't – you know, and just release it. And then whether or not you forgive anybody, that's another step. Yeah. You don't really have to. No. Technically, but it's more that you release this energy that you've been carrying from, since your childhood. Yeah, I just, I just kind of, I shake my head about this, you know. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know just, just like, why, why, you know, why all this, 
you know, pain that we maybe have to endure because we learned those belief systems and we find out, gosh, it wasn't our fault. We learned that when we didn't have any, how would you say it, a sense of consciousness because our parents were our teachers. Yeah, yeah. I know. I don't know why. All I know is, you know, I'm not somebody who wastes their time trying to figure out why. I just want to feel better and get my life going and step into the divinity that I am now, and I'm tired of this stuff holding me back. So I don't really care about why. If this works, I'm in. It's kind of like I don't know how Oprah gets in my TV either. I just turn it on. So, like, you know, I'm not a why person, really. I'm just like, good, this can help me release it. Let's go, you know. Well, and maybe we'll enter a time, you know, and maybe we'll enter a time in the future as everyone is shifting where those kinds Mm -hmm. of books will be available where we can help our children have, you know, less of those negative beliefs to the age of seven. I think it's about education and it's about... Mm -hmm. Uh, but the angels actually are telling me absolutely. In fact, there are books coming out already that mm-hmm. just uh, that are already speaking to that. You know, especially right. with the special children like indigo children. Mm-hmm. You know, that have been born and, and different. Uh, you know, different people uh, right. coming. You know, coming in. So I think right. that it's a great point, Jay, and I appreciate your mm-hmm. comments tonight. Yeah, thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. So much. Thank you. Well, it looks like, um, okay, we have a question. I'm going to hold on to that question. Let's talk then about uh, or go through this uh, process on unworthiness. The touch and breathe process? Okay. Yeah, sure. let's, let's talk about that. All right, so for the listeners, just take a deep breath and bring your awareness into your body. And think about something you'd like to manifest. This is just one way to do it. There's so many ways you can do this. But but just think about something you would really like to make happen for yourself. And then take on a scale of 0 to 10, try to picture what you'd like to manifest for yourself. And then on a scale of 0 to 10, with 10 means I can really see myself doing this, just rate how strong does that feel, like I can really get this. And then bring your awareness to the part of you that doesn't believe you can get it. And and there's probably, we can, you know, you, there's... There's a belief there that's telling you you can't get it. And it could be, I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy. It's not up to me or I'm powerless. Nothing ever works out for me. Something like that. And on a scale of 0 to 10, just notice first where that belief is stored in the body. And then on a scale of 0 to 10, how strong is it? 10 means it's really strong. Like, oh, my God. I'm never going to be able to do this, or I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not enough. And feel in the body, the resistance, the part of you that's saying no. See, a part of you that, yes, knows you can create anything, you're brilliant, whatever, but there's a part of you that says no. And you can see if you can even identify the belief you got as a kid, but if you can't, just notice the resistance within you. All right, now the first step of doing this is that you bring, you take your hands and you rub above your heart 
there's a sore spot there. It's a neurolymphatic spot. It's almost it's like where you would do a pledge of allegiance. And if you rub there, there's like a, a lymph gland there. You just kind of rub that. It's usually tender or sore. You have it above both breasts. So it would be like the pledge of allegiance, but on both sides. So you just kind of rub that. And you stayed in accepting affirmation. So you would say something like, I accept myself, even though I believe I can't have what I want or I don't deserve or whatever, I'm unworthy. We can just play around with that one. Okay. So you said it three times, I accept myself, even though I believe. So you're really accepting that, yes, I have this energy within my field. So I accept myself, even though I believe I can't make that happen or, I, you know, that's too much or who do you think you are, whatever your belief is. So three times you'd say that. Then you take your hands and you place them uh, on, as if you put your hand out as if you're going to shake somebody's hand. And at the bottom of where your palm is, between the tip of your pinky finger and um, your wrist there, like where your karate chop would be, if you were doing a karate chop, uh-huh. that spot, you touch that spot. Now, you can tap it or you can take a breath at it. We'll do the touch and breathe message, which is a breath. So you just touch that with your fingertips. That's uh, the small intestine meridian point. And you take a deep breath and you you say, I'm choosing to release this belief. And if you know what it is, you can say it, like I'm unworthy or I'm not good enough. All the roots and origins of it and all that it means and does to me. You say that three times. I'm choosing to release this belief that's blocking me. And you can say it if you know it. All the roots and origins of it and all that it means and does to me. You take a deep breath in and out as you say that, or after you say that. The third one would be, I'm choosing to release this belief in my unworthiness, or however you want to say it, all the roots and origins of it, and all that it means and does to me. A deep breath in and out. Then you take your two fingers. Now, you can do this on both sides of the face or on one side, but you touch the eyebrow meridian point, which is right where your eyebrow your eyebrows start, like on the bridge of your nose to the right and left, you know, right where the eyebrows start. There's a meridian point there. That's your bladder meridian. And just take a deep breath in and out. And you touch this, and especially if you can feel like, say, the knot was in your stomach or something, make sure you breathe all the way into that. Then touch the side of your eyes at your temple and take a deep breath in and out your unworthiness thing. And then put your two fingers under your eye, like in the middle of where your eye is, underneath on the uh, socket. You'll feel like there's a little bone there. Just take a deep breath in and out under your eyes. Breathing deeply for the body. Then under your nose, two fingers. There's the spot. And under your lip. Between like your bottom lip and your chin, there's a spot. Just hold that. Deep breath in and out. Then come on the side of the body, about four inches down from the armpit. For women, it's on your bra strap. Men are kind of on their own here on this one. And you touch that. And you can do both sides of the body or you can do just one side of the body. And just take a deep breath in and out. Then you do under your chest directly below the nipple, like right at the top where the ribs are, and just 
Take a deep breath in and out. And if you use like two fingers, you usually can get it. You don't have to be exactly on it. Then put your hand out straight as the top of where your thumb is. As if you're going to shake somebody's hand, so your hand would be straight, uh, like perpendicular to the floor. And then you would touch the top of your thumb by the nail. Deep breath it in and out. Then the top of your first finger. Deep breath in and out. Then the top of your second finger. Deep breath in and out. You skip your ring finger and go to the top of your little finger. Deep breath in and out. Now you take your two fingers and you touch, you make a fist with your hand, and you touch, there's a point at the top, this is a little tricky to find, but uh, between the ring finger and the pinky finger, uh, um, there's like a V between the ring finger and the pinky finger at the top of, of the palm of your hand. And you just would touch that point, take a deep breath in and out. And then the side of your hand, deep breath in and out. And then back, you have a collarbone point. As if you had a tie-on, come down, like find that notch in the middle of your um, throat as if you had a man's tie. Just come down an inch and over an inch. That's your kidney meridian. And all these points you can find online under EFT. You can go onto my website. There's um, some video where... Now, are these covered in the book, too? Oh, they're totally in the book. It's kind of hard to describe them, but... Then go back to that point on the back of your of your um, fist. Make a f- kind of a fist, and you'll see there's like a between your ring finger and your pinky finger. There's like a soft area on the top of your wrist, and just touch that. Now we're going to move your eyes around. So look straight and close your eyes and open them. Look down to the right. Look down to the left. Your head is straight. Roll your eyes all the way around the room you're in one way, and then roll them all the way around the room you're in another way. Then you hum, (laughs) and count to five, one, two, three, four, five, and then you hum again. (laughs) Okay, and then just one more round of the uh, breathing, and let's see where we can get. So your eyebrows, right where your eyebrows start, deep breath in and out. Breathe all the way for the body, the side of your eyes, deep breath in and out. Under your eyes, deep breath in and out. Under your nose, deep breath in and out. Touch under your lip, deep breath in and out. Under your arm, four inches, a deep breath in and out. Put your hand out as if you're going to shake somebody's hand and touch the side of your thumb, a deep breath in and out. Then your first finger, deep breath in and out. Your middle finger, deep breath in and out. Your little finger, deep breath in and out. The back of your hand, a deep breath in and out. And the side of your hand, a deep breath in and out. And then up to your collarbone, deep breath in and out. And now picture the behavior, what you wanted to create for yourself, what you wanted to manifest. 
and notice if there's a change in it. If it's it's more intense, less intense, closer, further away. Notice if you have any shift in that. And then take a minute and focus on the resistance. Oh, I don't deserve. And see if that shifted. And would you still then maybe associate that with a number? Yeah, so, and then give it a number, right. 0 to 10. So what do you know? Did you do it, CJ? What do you know? Oh, I was I was just being... <laughs> I didn't... Oh, you, didn't, you weren't, play, you weren't I, playing I, the game? I, I, I wasn't playing that time, but... Okay. I'm going to play with it, though. I'm going to get the book. Cause yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. This is really exciting. So uh, this kind of so goes along with the question. So that's a simple question. method. So, pardon me? There's a, a question, I think, that's mm-hmm. kind of pertinent here uh, that was asked in the chat room. Mm-hmm. And so I think this kind of uh, what what uh, she, uh, Elizabeth Jean, asked was, can you go back with, and she called it tap, but it's actually touch and breathe, so it's yes. T-A-B, and then call it back and have to fix it again. And I, what I was thinking is that you're going to repeat this process and tell those numbers. Yes. You would do it a couple of times. Now, some people get it on the first try, but most of us are kind of resistant. We kind of like our stuff, you know. So, you know, there's a part of us that's saying, I'm not going to let this go, or who will I be without it? Again, they're all child parts, so it's not a big deal. So you just keep doing it till you get it to zero. The other thing you could do is just take it down to, um, you know, a four or a five. Your life will go better. You'll have less incidence of unworthiness being mirrored for you, and then you see that China doesn't blow up and it's actually nicer, you might be more willing to take it down to zero. It's really your call because why? We have free will. We can do whatever we want here. We can keep our lousy beliefs or we can shift them. But the more you do the process, the more you identify what your beliefs are and you work on these and, and you clear them, the, you know, the faster it will move and the faster your life will get going and the smoother your life will get going. So it, it really behooves us to figure out, okay, what energies am I carrying, and let me use this method or really any method to shift them and that you find is successful. I mean, there are many energy psychology methods. Even just picking up the child part and bringing her into your divine heart will work. Using the violet flame. Yeah. Do you guys talk about the violet flame here? You, um, I haven't yet on this show, very familiar mm-hmm. with that, you know, yeah. invoking St. Germain, right? St. Germain, you invoke St. Germain in the violet-consuming flame. The key thing is that you you become aware that it's there, you own how powerful you are to create or to, you know, you can create good stuff or lousy stuff, it's really your choice. And then you use the techniques that we've been given or just invoking your higher self, the violet flame, anything, to shift it. Why I like the energy psychology ones is they really take the body into account. It really uh, shifts what's stuck in the body. But they're not the only ways to get there. I mean, there's numerous ways. Well, and once you get familiar with, uh, there are a lot of, you know, places to touch and breathe, certainly. But mm-hmm. to me, that's I, I really, because this is me also on my shows learning about some of these methods that are out there, because there certainly are, you know, like you said, mm-hmm. many of them. But what I really, I, I I could see that this might work very well for certain types of people who, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just, it's kind of like lather, rinse, repeat, right? <laughs> it's kind of like know, what? Lather, rinse, and repeat. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, <laughs> and, and, you know, and the other thing, too, is that uh, what's, 
like you said, very beautiful about connecting to the body, to the energy of the body, is that I find that, you know, through trauma, these we get disconnected from the body mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. And, and so kind of getting back in our body, being able to, you know, be very mindful of the body, our emotions, our energy, you know, kind of that integrated self. That's where we have all our powers when those things are integrated. So I like it for that reason as well. Yes, me, and me too. I mean, and remember, this is the time. It's not the time where we're supposed to leave the body and, and you know, go into expanded states. It's a time of bringing the light into the physical form. So that's why if you're someone who's always leaving the body, usually you learn how to get out of the body because of trauma. That's the, you know, it's like, you know, consciousness has now exited the building. So that's a smart choice in trauma. But this time on the planet, it's about bringing the light through the physical form and manifesting that light onto the third dimension. And so if you're somebody who's constantly leaving the body, you're going to have a really hard time now, and the body's not going to really make it. So, you know, you might have to leave the planet. And you don't have to do that. It's more about being in your body, feeling what you couldn't feel as a child, and then using some of these strategies to shift that. So you're comfortable in your body. Right, absolutely. Yeah, I think, Mm -hmm. well, and I think that, I, I have friends. I have a lot of people. I have, came in with a, a bad disorder of my immune system. I was raised mm-hmm. by uh, nurses, so for a long time I was very programmed, you know, a, a certain way that my mm-hmm. vessel was not going to take care of me. And so right. it took yeah. me a long time to get to where I'm like, yay, I have a body. I like it. I like it. It's great, exactly. you know. But it took exactly. a lot of work. To yeah. get to that, because they had convinced my parents before they did two that I, I would be, you know, dead by the time I was uh-huh. two, mm-hmm. and did all these experimental treatments on me for things that they found out later didn't really work. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yeah just so, being able. So when to, a child is going through that, you don't fully embody the body because they're hurting. No way. Right. You know, there's just no so way. It, when your body's being hurt, the plan is consciousness leaves the body so that you don't have to feel it. So you know. If the you know if the bear is going to eat you, you're halfway home. You know what I mean? So I can get out. So that was a great strategy. The problem is it doesn't make for a healthy body to to navigate the planet. Right. So you and have to come back time, in we, fully. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and we need that presence, that powerful presence, fully, you know, sure. awakened, like you said, in our body. And we are actually at six minutes. So I wanted to you do work with her holiness. Mm-hmm. And we were discussing before the show, sometimes, you know, being able to work with somebody who is a master, someone who has embodying that high frequency, as we've talked about, you know, entrainment. Um, mm-hmm. what, are, what are the gifts, you know, that you've received working with her? And, you know, what oh would you want God. to say about your work with her? Well, it, 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 we have six uh, minutes, so obviously you probably go on and on. <laughs> It is, you know, anybody who knows me, anybody who knows me kind of thinks that, or if you knew me before, you know, I'm like one of those um, bossy people who, you know, someone would probably say arrogant, but anyway, you know, I have a lot of like, um, yeah, I'm like the last person you'd think would be with a guru. I guess that's the bottom line of it because, but it, 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 it's such a gift to be with a living master. And what I love about Saima is 
Saima is such a practical mystic, and she tell, she let us know what's happening, and she illuminates for us all those little places that, you know, you like to hide and pretend you don't have, or these energies within yourself and your frequency, uh, especially like spiritual arrogance. I kind of had a lot of that. That, yeah, just your cup is so full that the divine can't work through you. So what for me uh that has been the best the greatest blessing. The other wonderful thing that Saima uh there's many wonderful things Saima does, but I'm the program director for Saima's uh program called Transformational Healers Program. And what Saima specifically does and what I really want your audience to uh, to know about is she works and has a passion for working with healers. Those of us who have come on the planet in the role of the healer, whether you're an energy worker or you're a social worker or you're a dentist or a doctor or whatever, and Ma works with your energy field. We have uh, we have uh, healers days, we have uh, programs for healers, we have monthly conference calls, we have a whole program, and where Ma works with you to clean out and all this junk within you, help help you to illuminate and clear out what's within you so that more and more light can flow through you. So that by, again, it's, it's you have your technique, somebody might be a surgeon, I might be a psychotherapist, you might be an energy worker, whatever. It's not about our techniques, it's about the power and the, of the presence working through you. So your own vibration, because you, you, vibration is all about, there's only fear or love on the planet. So the more fear you've cleared out of yourself, the, then the higher you vibrate. So your presence, um, is such a healing power on the planet to do to play your role, and right. uh, so it's to be with someone like Saima, that's a master that, as you know, resonates at such a high, 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 high frequency. It's it's such a gift for anyone, but especially for those of you that are in the healer role. So I invite everyone to check out Saima's website that. SAI-MAA-MA.com um, and look at the healers program and see if this is something you know you'd like to participate in because oh my god is like and then my pra- for me my practice I mean I was good before but holy smokes what can happen now you know every word every glance every touch every everything is just loaded with this uh, shakti this grace this power that Wonderful. can flow through me now because I'm not as kind of arrogant or unworthy or all that is, is gets cold, right you know and so it's really the role of the healer um in this such a magnificent time on the planet and so many people are lost they really need us and we need to be at a level where our ego is re- out of the way and that's the gift of being with a living master you know, wow. I always thought, you know, Jesus and everybody else thought, and I love Jesus, so it's not, it's not one or, or the other, but, you know, I was, would think Jesus thought I was just doing just such a great job at it. <laughs> it's not the same as when you're with a master who's pointing out how arrogant you are or whatever. <laughs> well, we're so, quickly running out of time, hon, and I am so thankful for the discussion. have much gratitude mm-hmm. for having you on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, people can find the book on energyofbelief.com. Yeah, or and you can get so, it at Amazon. And on Amazon. Can, on Amazon, you can get it on Amazon or any bookstore, but Amazon is probably the easiest way you can get it. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, well, that's all the time we have this evening. Always fun on a Friday night. You've been listening to the Angel Connection Show with C.J. Martis. I'll be rebroadcasting shows for the next couple weeks in order to spend some time with my family and finish some much-needed book edits. And then I'll be back on December 7th with special guest Barbara Evans to talk about her image keys, healing art, and sacred geometry. Going to miss all of you guys over the next couple weeks. Have a happy Thanksgiving for those of you listening in the United States. Until next time, my friends, remember to be angelic to yourselves so that you can become an angel to others. I love you and have a blessed week.